1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: All these cartoon characters, like, fucking one another. And I was like, this is what I want.
3: Welcome back. That's the Gay Ass Podcast. The podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? It is me, Eric Williams. And uh, this week, we have Jackson Ricken on the podcast. Um, someone that you probably have a crush on already. And if you don't, you will now. He is just so handsome, so gay, so Jewy, And he has some pretty incredible stories about what made him gay. If that teaser intro clip uh, indicates. I will tell you that the headline news for me that I do talk about towards the end of this episode is that my dear husband and I had our first session of couples therapy that is a brag. I feel proud to say that. It's like, I know there's so many people that would not want to broadcast it, but I I, I do. Like any r- relationship, we are two different people with two different backgrounds, and we're learning how to really meet in the middle, and I'm just thrilled. So you'll get a little more info on that with in the end of this episode. Uh, but also in this episode, I just want to tell you that Jackson has incredible insight about his depression that he wrote in an article for buzzfeed that we talk about and one of my favorite things that we talk about in regards to that is that mushrooms is the best treatment for it who is down to lay in a circle have some shrooms cry it out and then be cured question mark more info on that in this episode um we're gonna get into it right now with jackson Ricken. follow along at gay Ass podcast follow me at eric wills and I got nothing else to say. Jackson ricken like chicken, apparently, (laughs) is the pronunciation. I'll have you know that my husband's last name is Lummis, like hummus. And so I find a beautiful kindred spirit with your comparing your last names to food.
2: That's way more uh, Jewish than mine hummus lummus. And
3: ironically, my husband is Catholic and you are Judaic.
2: Catholic, I am Judaic and he is Catholic. Interesting. Okay.
3: Um Jackson, thank you for coming on this podcast. I am a fan as you are a very handsome, funny, smart gay Jew. How could I not as a gay jew trying to be like you so thank you for coming on this gay ass
2: podcast thank you so much that's way too many compliments but i appreciate it
3: (laughs) i'm not joking when i told a couple people you were coming on and i won't say who their names were but they said oh he's so hot
2: who are these people who are these people like tell them i I could honestly
3: tell you i do you um (laughs) off the wreck but do you so when i tell you that you're so hot what is your response
2: oh my god my my response i feel like inside of me i I grew up as like a not cute whatsoever I like never saw myself as cute and so I guess we're starting off on a really crazy foot but no I was like I had like such bad confidence issues as a kid so like I also was like very big and so it's Mm -hmm. like that on top of that it's like you don't develop like a good self image because of that. Of
3: course. Mm-hmm. Also, I mm-hmm. think that you're the best. You're the and if I give, may give you another compliment, you're the best kind of hot person because you grew up with your issues and now yes. you're fucking gorgeous and now you don't walk around thinking that you deserve a better life than everyone else.
2: And I still have my issues, which is great.
3: <laughs> and who doesn't, Gerlina? Um, uh-huh. I do love that your your bio and all your stuff says I'm sad and gay and Jewish for clout. And mm-hmm. who among us is not? Um, I would categorize myself. I think you could say sad, but I think I'm more like clinically anxious and gay and Jewish. Does that track?
2: Yes, it does track. I think like mental health stuff and like mental mental illness, it's like there's a lot of crossover. And mm. so when people are like Wait,
3: crossover with with what with Judaism?
2: Oh, of, well, first of all, of course, I don't know. any Jew who, <laughs> I don't know any Jew who, ha- who does not have some sort of uh, neurosis or some sort of thing going on up there. But I, feel I like don't know
3: if, any Jew who is okay.
2: No, never met one. But yeah, I feel like I feel like if you have some sort of mental health thing going on, there's a lot of overlap. Like people who are depressed are oftentimes anxious. People who are anxious are oftentimes depressed.
3: I think that's very, very spot on because we're going to get into you wrote an unbelievable article about depression that I will be asking you about. But I think that When I was reading, I was like, "Fuck!" Like, I know that I've got medical levels of anxiety, (laughs) but reading, reading all these things, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm probably depressed too." Um, A friend of mine recently, within the past few years, was diagnosed with like legit doctor prescribed. You got ADHD, girl. He has been taking medication for his ADHD, and he said there's been a world of difference with how he reacts to people, how he is in like social settings, and I just think, like, the mental health stuff is obviously real, but also just, like, thank God people are talking about it more now because the only thing that will happen is that people become less insufferable to be around.
2: But also, and this is, like, not okay to say I fully realize that, but people are also very insufferable because people are doing it for clout. And I'm like, Uh stop! This is, like, actually my thing and now you're using it for, like, TikTok likes and, like, sad e-girl sad e-boy stuff, and I'm like, I could see right through you. It's it's now part of the zeitgeist and it's it's part of people's personalities in the same way that like almost like being emo was and like hating oh. your parents and oh. hating the world. And it's it's like a different manifestation of a costume people are wearing as a part of a generation.
3: So you're referring to the video. There's like, isn't that that girl that's doing a dance and she's crying tears while she's doing like choreography? <laughs> like that to me is like the... <laughs> Personification of what you're talking about
2: basically, and I don't know the story about her. I hope that whatever she was crying about was real, but I also hope (laughs) hope this (laughs) girl is
3: deeply depressed.
2: (laughs) But I hope she's okay.
3: (laughs) I also hope she's okay too. I hope wherever you are, we'll call her Brenda. I hope Brenda is actually that is a name that only a person that was born in the what the 60s or 2000s. What's her name, Jackson? What's her name?
2: Um, Alyssa for sure.
3: For sure. I hope Alyssa's okay.
2: I hope Alyssa's good too. Wish her the best.
3: I don't want to get too sad too early, but I feel like we have to talk about Olivia Newton-John.
2: I was just talking to my friend, um, Nick Lehman. I know, I think you know him. Uh, Who is a
3: friend of the podcast and a very good guest. And I'm just confirming that, yes, I love him. Go on.
2: He has all of those things. I was just uh, texting with him and I was like, did you hear about Olivia Newton-John? Like, it's so sad. It's so crazy. And he was like, were you like a fan or something? And oh. I was like, first of all, first of all, not like the biggest fan in the world. Granted, I saw her in Greece. Obviously, she's an icon. The only song that I really know by her, I know she was like an incredible songstress and song mm-hmm. um, was hopelessly devoted to you. But the song was so important to me in high school that like I had such a connection To her and it's just like deeply sad um
3: if i may beautifully shade nick lehman for um (laughs) uh, being able to (laughs) mansplain your grief of the death of olivia newton john i find that to be so refreshing for nick to be boldly telling you that you're not allowed to be sad which i know he's not actually doing but come on i don't care if you've seen greece one time you are allowed to be sad about the goddess of olivia newton john passing
2: she's the only person who could have done that role and um yeah
3: only Mm -hmm. that song though i'm so glad that it meant something to you because i've been playing it in my head all day and like i just want to sing it right now and what if I did the entire song with you staring at me?
2: Yeah, like three times over, please.
3: <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. let me try it again in a different key. <clears throat> but yeah, I honestly identified with Sandy, and I don't really know why. If I may pack it live on, on on Mike, I think it's because she felt like she didn't belong with all of her cool girlies. And she also wanted a uh, fuck a very hot John Travolta.
2: So speaking a little bit to identifying with Sandra D, uh, that's part of the reason I love the song so much and, and love her is because I did Grease in high school. Who are you? So this is, this is bad. Like I
3: let it out, Jackson, let it out. I'll,
2: I'll never, ever, ever get over this. I was a senior and I had been in the theater program for like, I guess only like two years or whatever, but I got chorus. And I was. Pissed. <laughs> I was fucking pissed.
3: You deserved at the very least duty. See, 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 see. Hey, but then wait, who who the fuck got Danny Zuko?
2: So okay, first of all, this is a little political, and it's. I know it's going to be easy to be like, oh yeah, you're just saying that because. But so our grade was like iconic at theater. We were awesome. Everyone was so mm-hmm. good, and when we were seniors, the enrollment was super low. And so me and all the seniors got like shafted from roles Uh, and we were like, like, I don't have the best voice in the world, but I can carry a fucking tune and like, I can act my ass off and none of us got roles. And uh, it was, it was so political. We thought they just wanted to increase enrollment among like, like some of the sophomores got lead roles. I'm like, Mm -hmm.
3: what wait please tell me that it was like all these rival people from a different school district and then it was bringing on three grease the musical like who who, so so a a newbie got danny Zuko.
2: well he wasn't a newbie but some of like the smaller leads definitely it was just kind of sus because so many kids in my grade were incredible singers like we had we had this guy who was a counter tenor which means like you can yeah do all that stuff and he didn't get anything he got chorus
3: what is what broadway did telsey cast your high school production <laughs> like what the fuck i do think it's i do think i love that it still sticks with us because i was devastated to find out that my senior year musical <sighs> brace yourself it Uh-oh. was the wizard of oz
2: I've never heard Are of you? it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a really, like, it's a downtown downtown off Broadway. Um, right. I was so fucking pissed. I was like, really? The role that I'm fighting for is the scarecrow? Are you <laughs> joking me? That's what my big finale is going to be. Um, of course I killed it, but listen, that straw looks like it was really coming out of my chest. But no, it. I, <laughs> so you were in the chorus of Grease and. Was your Sandra D? Did she deliver? Did she give even an iota of the performance of Olivia?
2: Yeah, she was good. But I definitely identified with her just because she, like, the guy who played Danny Zuko was super hot. And I was just, and whenever she's saying Hopelessly Devoted to You, I'd just be like, I think I was, like, on stage, like, or no, I was off stage because she's by herself. And I would just be like, No, you were
3: holding, well, for this story, we'll say that you were holding a bunch of branches because you were a tree in the background. Right.
2: I was like, my hand was, like, over her head, being like, like I'm going to like push you off cuz I'm going to be Sandra D Was really. <laughs> yeah, you hear a man's voice, but
3: now there's no.
2: She's in the pit. Right, yeah, right, did right. you hear?
3: Becky Becky broke her second yeah. vertebrae cuz cuz Jackson pushed her. Go I said
2: on. break a leg and then I actually broke her leg. <laughs> but um yeah, I just like wanted to be be her and then I listened to that song a disgusting amount at home and I was also closeted and so I was like in my like little room being gay in private listening to that song wanting to kissy kiss Danny Zuko.
3: <sighs> what a visceral mm-hmm. visceral description because I'm there in that room with you and I think the most important follow-up question is did Danny Zuko come out as straight or was he gay?
2: I was hoping you'd ask that. He unfortunately did come out as straight. Um Fuck. but there were many questions, many questions.
3: Do you still have questions to this day?
2: he has a girlfriend now she's really sweet i haven't seen him in a bit but he is they live in la actually and i think he would like either he would get his dick sucked by a guy or he would suck a dick i think at least he would let (laughs) someone suck his dick at least
3: i i know the type Mm -hmm. there was someone i was talking about recently that is such a hot person that just likes attention that i think there are many a straight man that would not mind uh gobble me swallow me <laughs> fagito, <laughs> fagito to deep-throat their, deep their hog.
2: Mm-hmm. That's exactly... What I'm <laughs> always saying that.
3: <laughs> and that's what I'm always saying. And that's oh, what I'm always like saying, it. too. Wow, well, rest in power, Olivia. It really... It's a shock, and I do think that... I think she would be thrilled to hear that um, two gay Jews are talking about her on a mildly successful gay-ass podcast. And I... Just want to take a moment of silence for her. Okay, that's enough. Um. So anyway, <laughs> anyways, are you top or bottom? I'm kidding. That's a joke. Um. So, um. So, where do we go next? Where we do go next is that you famously had a bar mitzvah, and the question that every gay Jew that comes on needs to be answered: What? Stay with me, studio
2: audience. What was your theme? Okay, so I have like so many embarrassing stories from my like my adolescence that I just cringe at. But you, mm-hmm. I guess this is an example of one. I it was casino themed, okay? And very James Bond of you. Yeah, but but the thing about that was I had I'm sorry if my mom listens to this, but mom, I'm sorry. I had a really bad time at my Ermits party. I'm sure she knew, but because le- I grew up in, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and the, determin- the determinant of a good bar mitzvah party or bat mitzvah party was, were people grinding? Like, were people, like, <laughs> I swear to God, like, people would talk about it be like, yeah, like, the grind lines were insane. Like, it was so fun. And you did not
3: just say grind lines. That's what they referred them to?
2: We called them grind lines. Like, they were grinding. Well, so you were, like,
3: humans, human centipeding in seventh grade?
2: Yes. There was, a, there was a lot of that. And if you didn't have a grind line, people would be like, yeah, like, it fucking sucked. Like... No one was So you're telling it. me that
3: all of the parents would watch these 12 and 13 year olds in a line of just their <laughs> genitals smashed against the child's butt in front of them.
2: So if your parents were cool... Then they'd be like, oh, they're just like having fun, like let them do what they want. But if your parents weren't, they'd be like, they would go in and be like, stop it, stop it.
3: Save room for Moses. Mm -hmm. I do think that I'm in such a tough position right now when I think about like, I'm now in my early 30s. And like, I would like to be a dad in the future. And I'm thinking like, A, it's criminal that parents let us do some of the things they did. But B, it also built us into people who had to take care of themselves and like mm-hmm. make their own decisions and so it's i'm probably going to be a nightmare when i'm a parent but i also need to remember that grind lines happened then and grind lines will happen now
2: and it's it's a line that you have to toe because you want to like you know make sure your kid is not you know sniffing poppers underneath you know a train station or i mean maybe that'd be fun but maybe like <laughs> I mean, something honestly, else about, <laughs> i would like you know. come maybe, maybe once but um, you also want to be their friend. And so it's like a fine line that you have to tell.
3: Yeah, I agree. So so your casino theme, you had a shitty time. I've never publicly admitted that. I don't really think I had a good time of mine either. And I think my parents will be hopefully okay to hear that. They don't listen, so it doesn't matter. Um, but I will say that... I mean, they probably listened to this one episode because they found <laughs> out you're gay and Jewish. And by the way, the the decor was gorgeous for mom and dad. And I loved it. But um, I think that... It's such a fucking terrible age to have a party thrown for you, which sounds very bratty to say. I can't believe my parents spent all this money on me, but like, it's we know it's about the parents, if not more than it is about the child. And as a closeted gay person, that makes it tenfold. Did you actually? I know in this article you wrote that you said that you faked a stomachache so you didn't have to dance with the girls. Is that
2: real? Whoa, he does his research. Absolutely true. Th- this is part of the reason why I just didn't have a good time. I had like a lot of anxieties kid. I mean, still do now, but like I, I was so had like so much insecurities and like anxiousness, anxious thoughts. And I was just like freaking out that no one was grinding at my party. And then oh. people were like, okay, you start it. And then all my friends were <sighs> like, start your own grind line. And I freaked out. I ran to the bathroom, probably stayed in there for 45 minutes. No. And everyone was like, where where's jake i mean i i grew up being called jake Bragg, and i switched my name um Bragg. Wait, what,
3: what age did you what age did you switch your name out
2: well my birth name is jackson so it's actually my real name but i grew up but being socially jake, socially when did people
3: start calling you from jake to jackson like when you like moved to la yeah
2: <laughs> yeah listen i i i
3: also am reinventing myself i moved here nine months ago and my new identity is come hungry bottom. I'm kidding. I'm just like my <laughs> my new identity is like I do actually. I'm still figuring it out. But I think yes, go off Jackson by way of Jake, the artist formerly so known much. as Jake.
2: Thank you so much. Yeah, FKA Jake. That's me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: So that's I'm um, actually tragic that you were in there for 45 minutes. But I also kind of respect that you're honoring your, your demons by giving them a chance to chime in for it.
2: Of course. That. And I'm, I'm and there's also I can't you know I can't not say that I got so much attention from it, and everyone was like, oh, are you okay? like what what's happening like <laughs> like oh my god Mission no. accomplished. right so i got what i want
3: it's either attention via grind line or leaving the party for close to just under an hour yeah um i also love the scene i'm picturing of a 13 year old jake a chubby sweet cute boy who was saying um god no one's grinding and then like your your girlfriend um jennifer is like oh, no, people will grind just you, do you want you want people to grind okay then you need to start the grinding and you're like i don't want to i'm fucking gay <laughs>
2: that's exactly exactly what happened did
3: people start grinding
2: uh they did not because it turned into this thing of being like oh where is jake we have we have to find jake and then um i repressed the rest of the party so i couldn't (laughs) tell you (laughs) the rest is (laughs) repressed. um (laughs) (laughs) exactly
3: Well, since we're at this stage of your life, I want to ask you the famous podcast question, which is Jake by way of, no, take two, Jackson by way of Jake, whose fault is it that you're gay? Who do we blame, babe?
2: Okay, so I was thinking about this, and the core memory I have of knowing that I was gay, and this speaks volumes to, like, growing up in Wisconsin and, like, having that culture around me, was I was super into forums and the internet. Like, the internet was my best friend, and I was super into, like, uh, subversive things and online chat rooms and stuff. Uh-oh. And so the thing that made me the most gay, do you remember e World or Newgrounds.com?
3: I do. e World was very <clears throat> controversial.
2: So controversial, and I loved it. I was like, feed it to me, feed it to me. I would spend so much time and there were like some really fucked up animated shorts on there i was
3: gonna say it was a website that was what basically like really kind of what you call it dark humor or like twisted humor and like a lot of different memes that that generation's meme if you will
2: it was like cartoon animated very very messed up very would not fly today would fully get taken off the internet and so there you know like there's like some really messed up stuff but this one was kind of like cute and fun and it was this video, it was a music video, like called uh, "The Ultimate Orgy of Homosexuality," and it was animated. And it was this song that and, and a music video accompanying it, where it was like all these car- cartoon characters, like Optimus Prime, Godzilla, Furby's uh all having gay sex with one another and it went like this is the ultimate orgy of homosexuality good guys and bad guys with dildos as far as i can see this is the ultimate orgy and it was fully two and a half minutes long of all these cartoon characters like fucking one another and i was like this is what i want i love this <laughs> i'm obsessed i
3: want to get railed by a furby um do, the fo- my follow-up question is did you see furby cock did you see godzilla dick like did they actually give these creatures phalanges and members
2: oh yeah when i say all of them were having like fucking it like fully the most graphic like pulsating <gasps> cocks on, on optimus prime godzilla pikachu i think and they were all just going at it and i think i was like i i watched it several times a week and I I think it was the first gay porn that I masturbated to was that
3: (laughs) I was gonna ask if you if you jacked off to it so thank you for answering Um, 100% so were you picturing yourself getting fucked by these creatures or were you just enjoying that it was gay sex in front of you
2: I think it was that because the second one because I think when you're at that age and you don't know if you're gay you're just kind of like figuring it out you kind of tell yourself this is a cartoon. I'm just watching cartoons. Yes, and I'm having a good time. I'm like, I love Optimus Prime. I mean, I really, really love Optimus Prime. Clearly, and yeah, he just has a cock, and that's okay because it's a cartoon, and I'm not getting.
3: I love that. <laughs> and your yeah, exactly. In your head, you're like, it's just like recess, schools out, except <laughs> it's Pikachu getting penetrated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah basically (laughs) i do love that because it gives such an insight or such a look into that time in history where and i think i talked about this on a recent episode where like some of the humor was so fucked up
2: all those all those weird porn things like two girls one cup one guy one cup you know eel soup or whatever i've seen every single one
3: well now i have to know what's eel soup what is eel soup
2: eel soup is it's this they, they basically it's this lesbian porn where they put eels in this girl's vagina and she shoots them out (laughs)
3: <laughs> classic Ugh. I, I can only imagine the the beauty of that film i hope i hope just like um alissa's happy i hope those girls that did that video are doing okay
2: i hope they're okay too they went on to have great fulfilling lives they have a home together they're a lesbian couple that's what i envisioned for them
3: what age were you watching uh pikachu porn 11 jesus H. I, was an
2: er- I was an early masturbator i was i was so messed up in the head when i was that age i was like chat forums like the most disgusting shit you could find on the internet i was just exploring because like we grew up with the internet like as the internet started getting older we were getting older and so you could well you're a few years
3: younger than me too so i feel like you like i did as much as i could at that age as i at like 12 and i was a little more limited like i i had some forums and some things but you how old are you now i'm 28 so you're so you're four years younger than me, so you just had that four years more of internet
2: <laughs> i did and and there was like new stuff every day you could, you could do online, and as I was getting older, like my capabilities were increasing, and like what you could do and what you could explore and
3: okay, 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 so what was at this age like let's say like let's say early high school, what was your p s o s your porn site of take two what was your p s o c your porn site of choice?
2: I was not into like the Sean Cody stuff. Uh, I never i was it was it was definitely amateur careless p- amateur porn for me
3: x tube
2: x tube absolutely Xtube or X hamster maybe
3: yes, yes or I do I also u- wasn't an an amateur girl
2: uh it might have been the ultimate orgy of homosexuality mostly, but
3: I mean it sounds like it was <laughs> just you hit hours of streaming of that yeah the, I still remember I was a senior in high school when a friend of mine told me about Xtube and I remember making the, my profile so i could like favorite videos and, and i i used didn't it shut down recently
2: i think one of them got shut down i, I don't uh, i don't know what i like
3: to. use the same i use like the same logins from my senior year of high school until like i was fully 30 years old so like it got me through it got me through a lot of, a lot of times brand loyal i am brand loyal first <laughs> and foremost um do you now do you find yourself attracted to a certain type in your adult life now are you uh very equal opportunity or do you gravitate towards like a group of people in a room the people you really get hot for tend to have certain um, um, characteristics
2: no i feel like as i've gotten older and this happens with a lot of people like you just idealize this like straight lacrosse player like when you're just coming on you're like yeah i just want someone who's like not too gay and just like someone who's yeah. a dude someone who yeah. like has, like, cans on his floor next to his PS2, and he's, like, smoking a joint. He's just, like, a chill, cool guy. Yeah. Absolutely. Someone looks like he would
3: treat me really
2: disrespectfully. Right. And that was... I'm I'm a recovering that. Mm-hmm. For sure.
3: So you still sometimes find a, a, a douchey lacrosse player, and you're like, God, I want it, but I know I shouldn't, but I do.
2: Definitely not that anymore. Uh, my therapist calls them catalysts, where if you see someone, and you have this, like, deep internal... Oh my God, I'm lusting over this person, then that means that person is really bad for you. And so I stay away from those people now.
3: I'm breathing that in, Jackson. Mm-hmm. I'm breathing that in. Can I tell you a secret? Please. Just a few nights ago, I had a dream. And in this dream was a really mean guy from my high school. And in this dream, I gave him an
2: amazing blowjob incredible then what happened (laughs) i woke up (laughs) you you you're like i'm done i'm blowing go i'm getting out of here
3: (laughs) i yeah girl i i do not need to linger i know i know i did a good job i actually don't i don't even know if i finished it or like maybe my dog woke me up but like thank goodness because i think i was like (laughs) okay don't do that bad 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 bad. bad. um yeah it's i'm not but i think that wow your therapist we love because when you have that crazy lust, it means that you're attracted to something in them that's not good for you. But it then, It pushes, how do you, a, my pushes a
2: button in you that's, like, not okay.
3: That's really, I, I, I'm not joking. I've been meeting a lot of new people recently, and mm-hmm. I've been noticing in myself when certain buttons are being pushed. And um, I think you just gave me a new perspective of, like, looking at those the, the pushings of and what that is eliciting in me. And I think that I'm sure a handful of those times it's not for good reasons.
2: No, definitely. Definitely stay away. I mean, it, it's awesome because you're like, I'm literally I would do anything for you. But yeah. it's it's not good. It's not good. In terms of like types, I realize I never answered that. Uh, I guess type as I've gotten older has become like my priorities have definitely changed. The number one thing for me is is sense of humor is just number one. Like, if you don't, then like it's fully not going to work. Number two is probably like looks that I'm attracted to. And then number Example
3: three being, do we, uh, do we love uh, a smooth twink? Do we love tall boys? Do we like a short kid?
2: It's hard because I, I, I would say I'm non discriminant in that. Like if I'm just attracted to you and I know that's such a boring answer, but I have my like sexual history has been just like, so there's no common thread there's just no common thread which is which is a brag which is yeah a brag obviously that is a brag yeah and it just yeah i don't know if like i'm into it i'm into it and Mm -hmm. in terms of looks it's just like all across the board and then i'd say number three is if you like radiohead then i'm gonna marry you i'm a creep i'm a weirdo yes but if that's the only song you know then uh i'm goodbye (laughs) well I'm, I'm out <laughs> no of okay. Okay,
3: I'm I think I I, I'm <laughs> I, I know I, wait can you can you Um, actually I'm going to tell you a different song by Radiohead
2: mm-hmm.
3: actually I'm not going to tell you the name of it I'm going to sing it for you
2: okay
3: FM AM those are different types of radio there's my head thank oh,
2: you that was incredible wait okay so that, remember a, that one that's a deep cut and you are actually a true fan it
3: was from um their live recording, recording of one of, the, of first one the first performances
2: yeah in in uh, yeah new new hampshire hampshire <laughs> <laughs> yes okay we're on the same page we're for sure on the same wait
3: page. what's another what's another radiohead song
2: uh 15 step that, I, that I would know that i would oh, know. okay um karma police karma police arrest this man okay no that's a no
3: it sounds really good it was the, the, so this, this radiohead band they, they've got a bright future i think they they got some catchy tunes there
2: they do they they're on the cusp
3: can we still be friends if i don't know a ton of radiohead
2: of course because then you can be introed into radiohead and then you're blank canvas yeah
3: yeah canvas. Man, give me the intro give me give me the radiohead yeah eventually you'll give me the the 411 with mm-hmm. the cool you're just, kids. I, can, I will you're just my canvas yeah, paint, baby, paint. paint. I do. I I will say there are many. My gay like theater reference to Radiohead is that there is a video of this girl Carrie Manalakis who sings a cover of Creep, and this song is it's a perfect song. It's just a. I feel like so many people do covers that are un and it's kind of you know what i'm realizing right now jackson is that your relationship <laughs> to olivia newton john is mine to radiohead and how dare you try to Whoa. tell me that i don't i don't have a fanship of them just because i only know one song my connection to that one song is so deep and i just need to get that off my chest but i'm still your blank canvas i just needed to stand up for myself
2: i think what i should say is that uh you are completely right and i'm so sorry and are you mad at me for saying that like are okay you, can, ever, you teach are getting- my, can you teach
3: <laughs> can you teach my husband to say what you just said that's like all i fucking want and thank you for you ace the course yeah you course. are right and i hope you're not mad at me i'm like oh god i'm like soaking wet over here of um, no i'm not mad at you at all okay. i do think though that the person you end up with or neck whatever person you want in your life right now i can see you guys just having gorgeous pikachu sex while radiohead Bad. is blaring in the background <laughs>
2: I, that's really all i want i just if i want may that. ask are,
3: are you single right now
2: i am so that's why i was like the people who are like oh yeah he's or whatever don't don't tell them that you know you don't have to out them but just tell them to like slip into my dms every once in a while and be like and i won't even know and i'll just be like hi what's up
3: oh my god I'm, do you, you like know, pikachu like sex yeah exactly i'll be like hey really yeah go go for that go for the furby angle <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and they'll be so they'll be so into that no no questions asked yeah, they just send you a picture of a, a naked picture of them but it's instead of their normal skin it's just all purple fur
2: and i just send them my address immediately <laughs> <laughs> get over here now
3: yeah <laughs> and don't clean your fur
4: a lot can happen in the next
1: three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend But what won't change? Needing health insurance. For JD Power twenty twenty three award information, visit com slash awards. Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber dot com. <laughs> um,
3: um okay, so now we do have to get into the, the Buzzfeed article. It is uh, something you wrote during the was it like towards the beginning of the
2: pandemic? Yeah, it was. It was it must have been November 2020, right?
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like yeah. really horrible past six months, and basically, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely either put in the description or maybe on the the podcast Instagram, but just like the article is it's so good because it gives a very honest, vulnerable look into your specific journey with depression, but something that you put that really like hit me because that a lot of us don't speak honestly about mental health because it feels like an admission of weakness or even darker it gives credence to the irrational fear that those pathologizing queerness were right all along so basically like if you admit that you're depressed it means that you fucking suck at life or that being gay is bad and they were right like yeah i think i think that is so real it's it's
2: how it's how i felt for a while like to get like a little like it's sad or whatever I, I i found i found journals from when i was i think 17 and i was like trippy blaze high out of my freaking mind and i was like writing stuff in a journal and i literally like came to the conclusion that i was gay because i had like a mental illness and i was conflating depression like the depression and the being gay are you know they're separate but you know with all like the the discourse out there and you know just like people sucking and yep. how we, how we grew up, you know, where we grew up. It's you kind of are just like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gay and depressed and it, I'm depressed because I'm gay. And if I could yes. fix myself, you know, that's, then I, I would be free.
3: So I want to tell you that I would write in a journal when I was a kid. And I remember throwing it away because I was so nervous. Someone would find it. And I remember writing that I had a dream that I'd kissed a boy And how freaked out I was that basically I was bad and wrong and, you know, what it meant. And I think that what really speaks to me about what you're saying is that we do conflate the gay, the queerness of it all with whatever sadness you're feeling. You're like, it's all happening because I am bad and I deserve it. And to unlearn that is so important. And I think while, of course... I ask in a very self-aware jokey way, whose fault is it that you're gay? Duh, it's not everyone's oh, fucking fault. We're born this way. And we're born queer and gorgeous and beautiful people. Mm-hmm. But in a way, the, f- the the beauty of that question is that we have common experiences that pointed us towards things culturally or romantically or whatever it was. And so I think owning and celebrating that but also we have to dip into the darkness of it which is that before you get into the light you feel like you were born into a dark place and it's your fault that there's no light there
2: Mm -hmm. i mean that's very very well said and i think that you know you look at the common thread the common thread is not that you know we are all gay because everyone has a very very different gay or queer experience the common thread Mm -hmm. is that Society is the same you know across a certain time period. and you know, depending mm-hmm. on what what the zeitgeist is, like in the 2000s, everyone treated gay people quite similar. unless you lived in an incredibly li- liberal city and you know mm-hmm. you weren't uh, you didn't have depression because people treated you well. But I think for a lot of people, culture treats queer people more consistently than what is the gay experience. And so that's the common mm-hmm. thread. When we're treated poorly, we don't feel loved, we're you know ostracized. Mm-hmm. That's Mm -hmm. what causes depression, you know, it's not entirely environmental, but you can have genes that predispose you and then environmental factors turn on or turn off the depression or mental illness in you. And so I think it's just people fucking suck. And that's why we're depressed. It's not because we're gay. It's people sucking. Because and you fucking like suck.
3: Shit. Oh my God. Yeah. Exactly. And I gotta say, I love the great state of Montana for its beauty. But I was there a week ago with Matt and I posted a few videos that are going cuckoo on online because I revealed this insane Jesus monument spot with like 15 billboards and crosses. And I bring this up because the beauty is incredible in montana the hikes uh, every and i really met some nice people but i have n- i don't think i've ever felt so stared at in my life than when i was in the small towns of montana wa- walking with matt he would not hold my hand <laughs> and of course oh, I, like, right. being a button pusher i was a little like and i maybe had taken an edible and i like maybe like touched him for something he's like get off of me um but i the stares that we got from people was and i and again they weren't they weren't really like demonizing us with their stares but they were staring and so they were not used to seeing us and it was just i was like fuck for any gay people that are living in these small towns i hope that they have a support system or listen to this podcast Mm -hmm. or whatever it is because I, you can feel other no matter where you are, but honey, if you're in... Oh, the fuck is the town I was in in Montana? If you're in Whitefish, Montana, <laughs> then something's going to tell me that some people are not treating you well and it's just the otherness is what mm-hmm. can, can make you feel like such a piece of shit, which I need, need, need to ask you about something you wrote about that I'm not joking with you, Jackson. I, at one point, would like to have either experience with you you help me through it you talk about your experience with mushrooms and helping with your depression and with like the psychedelics of it all i need to have this happen give me give me the pitch do you think do you think i'm a candidate can you be a doctor right now
2: Uh, i I am an armchair armchair doctor to literally every single one of my friends um i almost was going to be a doctor i was like pre-med for a full year and i was like just kidding fuck this but Mm. in my like youth youth i had so much drug experimentation like in college i was like I did the Silk Road talk about subversive online behaviors. I was like deep into Silk Road, deep into Bitcoin. So I've truly done all the psychedelics. Yeah, what is
3: what is Silk Road?
2: Silk Road is it was the online Amazon.com of illegal drugs that you could access through like the dark web, and you would oh, wow. send Bitcoin, and they would just deliver drugs to your mail through mail, and. Okay, yeah, was, Mark
3: Zuckerberg, come on, internet fiend.
2: It truly was incredible, and it, I get, it gave me access to, like, whatever I wanted. And so, yeah, I mean, mushrooms are the most effective treatment for depression that we have. Like, even studies are even showing it. Like, it is the most significant experience someone can have you know, among childbirth and and marriage. Like, people will rate their experiences with mushrooms, as high as those other categories and as influential on their spirituality xyz and you know it can alleviate depression for like people will experience symptom relief for six months a year after wow and it's like why the fuck are we not allowing this to happen and obviously it's just the pharmaceutical industry you can't patent that but Mm -hmm. it's everyone especially people who you know have mental health concerns take some mushrooms do it with someone safe don't go overboard obviously disclaimer under the someone ex. what's the, what, some sort of disclaimer i'm not responsible for whatever you do <laughs> <laughs> but you should just fucking take shrooms just take shrooms
3: i have famously had one experience that was um good and, and not good and i think in a more con- actually my birthday is next month and one of my fantasies is like to have a jo- uh, like a airbnb joshua tree big bear some moment of just like few close friends and just Mm -hmm. going off um but everything you're saying just sounds so delicious to me about having moments of clarity and as a very trafficked brain of crazy thoughts all Mm -hmm. fucking day oh wait i want to read something that you wrote that was like so fucking good instead of shining a spotlight on parts of the mind depression turns on a lantern revealing everything at once and your light, like, what you were saying is like super fucking bright that is exactly what it feels like for me for my anxiety and depression i would say is that it's just like can we just dim it a bit jesus h so i or like you know it's just i'm tired of seeing it on and, and i and i am on medication now that has been helpful but i it's obviously a lifelong journey and mm-hmm. um and and shrooms i think is worth a shot
2: and I will say, I will say that I really hate when people are like, get off of uh, medication. You don't need that. It's like the pharmaceutical industry trying to make money off of you for a lifetime. Like, no, I'm also on medication. It helps so much. Uh, shrooms are like an adjunct to to whatever yeah. you're experiencing. Like, it's
3: just like therapy is the same. Yes. It's like you, it's all... You know, it's all brought to you by these sponsors. Mm-hmm. Shrooms, Medicine, and uh, Claudia, bitch. Like we, I need kn- <laughs> I have her. a I've a I have a gorgeous team behind me. <laughs> I'm love, so grateful. We, love Claudia. we, <laughs> we love, love Claudia. Um Matt did give me permission to 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 say this. Um we had our uh, literally an hour two hours ago, we had our first couples therapy appointment.
2: <gasps> I love at, that. Like,
3: and I said, Matt, I was like, Are you cool if I like talk about it on the podcast? And he of course took a second. He was like, Well, what's like what's the angle? I was like, honestly, I just want to tell everyone how excited I am about it. And we and he feels really good about our first session too. And like I just it's I almost got teary while Matt was we were she was asking about this is not Claudia someone else. I truly couldn't tell you your name because her name because I don't remember it. But um <laughs> she basically wanted us to talk about how what things are going well with our move to LA and Matt went first and I started to tear up as he was saying it because it was just so nice to hear him say to someone else in that setting and like of course we're talking about communication stuff and whatever it is but like it's just such a a powerful thing for people individually and in couples and i i just i i know it's going in this direction but the stigma of like oh god you're in couples therapy it means you're in trouble and you're gonna get divorced it's like hell no it means that we're badass and we're you know just like you're bad really we're baddies babe baddies. so like i i just want to i just want to take that moment and, and and unless you think that now we're doomed because we're in couples therapy
2: yeah. You're fucked. I'm so sorry. Uh, that's uh, so awkward. <laughs> no, I mean, I think I know so many people who are in couples therapy and it's like, no, being in therapy means you're healthy. Yeah. Not being in therapy means not. I mean, I think everyone should be, I, I know someone who just like is, you know, doesn't think that they need therapy because it, w- it would mean that they're not well but it's mm-hmm. i know a lot of people like that actually but no the healthiest thing you can do the is yep. be in therapy and i think um everyone should
3: i had a friend who was talking about some difficult stuff that she was going through this was a few, couple of years ago and i was like well i mean what does your therapist say about it <laughs> and she was like oh i've never been in therapy i was like skirt skirt <laughs> yeah, yeah. you've been telling me about all this shit for how many years and you've never been in therapy like honey
2: my dad's my therapist i don't need one my 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 cat is gets me
3: through it's like no she doesn't she she scratches your arm and shits in your home she would Um, eat
2: you if you died (laughs) if you died yeah
3: i I don't i don't think claudia would eat me Um, or maybe she would she's obsessed with me um i'm kidding she's crazy Um, uh, but (laughs) i unfortunately am having such a good time talking with you that i haven't asked you another question that i'm contractually obligated to jackson if the world was ending you could only save one cat character actress who would you save
2: mm, i did have i did have a long think about this can i just go through my journey really quick
3: please it was
2: it was between two my the first thing was Frances conroy who's in six feet under and american horror story she played the mom and joker randomly um she is everyone
3: so- everyone google francis conroy because i just did and i you know exactly who she is oh queen oh yeah she's definitely a um american horror story girl
2: She's a spooky, spooky girl, uh, incre- mm-hmm. incredible, incredible actress. Six Feet Under is my absolute favorite show. And she, you know, she is just, the whole cast is just stellar. But she's my favorite part of it. But sadly, Frances Conroy, I'm not picking her. What I, The person I did go sorry, to Frankie. was, sorry, sorry Miss Frankie. The person I did go to is Miss Tony Collette.
3: And there we have it. The, the audience is standing. You are getting streamers pouring from your home, mm-hmm. and that is such cake. Okay, tell me your gateway. What when you think of Tony Collette? What are some of the performances that that jump out of you? Is like yes, Tony.
2: So what if I was just like I wasn't expecting you to like have that follow up, and I'm like um you, the one where uh, she <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like wait, oh. make it up, make up,
3: make <laughs> up a Tony Collette movie that she never did.
2: Uh, yeah, she was in Shawshank. Uh, my favorite was Shawshank Redemption and then Schindler's, oh, yeah. Schindler's List when she was in Schindler's List that was the sleigh, a Wait, sleigh. Yeah, rem- remind me what did she play in Schindler's List uh, uh, she was Hitler in, Schindler, in Schindler's List oh, and
3: it was crazy No one, even, it was like mm-hmm. Glenn Close and Hook no one knew it was her for a while it was amazing
2: um, and yeah, she mastered the accent but no 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 I, I do I do love her I think my first intro to her was uh, United States of Terra she's really mm-hmm. really good in which was cancelled horrendously like, it should not have been cancelled I, I had such a good time with that show, but I think actually she before that she she's in Sixth Sense.
3: Oh yeah, and I, yeah. I talked about that in, uh, somewhat recently because Sixth Sense was huge for me, and she. Is just incredible. In fact, we I last week I was talking about it with, with Chris Murphy because she he said he was like, and sorry, I'm so I feel bad she had to fall down those stairs so many times, but oof, Tony, like she really killed she's it. gone through it. <laughs> you know what she also killed it in that I don't think we've talked about is Knives Out. She played she I Love. loved her part in Knives Out because you know what? It takes a certain type of, of person and character actress to be <sighs> I don't want to say heinous but she's like not not like that character was like what do you think like I would say like annoying yoga teacher that doesn't actually do any work that like Mm -hmm. is not doing doing things for the right reasons like she did it you still didn't hate her but like you kind of enjoyed not liking her I just that's so that to me it must be so tough to get cast in that role and still and just like kill it so well
2: she she can do truly everything wait did Chris Murphy say Tony Clyde as well?
3: He did not, but I thought he was going to because he said, like, a a, a character actress who can do everything. And the reason why – and I said, was like, oh, I thought you were going to say Tony because Mm. she was also a Broadway baby Mm. and done comedy and done drama. And just, like, that is who I was projecting onto him. But then we did talk because she just – I mean, she can do everything.
2: Yeah. She's in incredible. And what else is she? Oh, and then obviously Hereditary, like the best. I never saw
3: it. I never saw it. <gasps> oh,
2: that's a mistake.
3: Only because I was afraid. And um, Matt has is the one that really likes horror and psychological thrillers and all that. And I really, I just need to be coaxed. And I just, honestly, he saw it without me and I, and I haven't watched it on my own, but it sounds like you think I should.
2: Uh, you absolutely should. I'm like really critical of horror movies, not like in like a, they're just like not art. it's just like i just for some reason i I don't enjoy them but when it's Mm -hmm. when it's something that is just like like that i absolutely love because i've just seen so many horror movies where i'm like i just like this like it's not scary and like this Mm -hmm. is there's not a plot it's just scares and so i have a bad taste in my mouth like with a lot of horror but no it's it's incredible and she is equally incredible and she is one of the best parts of that movie
3: okay what a good pitch you Mm -hmm. heard it here first if anybody has not listened to her seen hereditary let's have a let's have a viewing party am i gonna is it is it gory am i gonna be like is it gross
2: gory no terrifying yeah it's (sighs) it's it's, but it's it's suspenseful too and and the plot is just very well crafted and it's okay it's psychological too and and I would say it's more psychological than, than okay. spooky. Okay.
3: Um, I prefer that. I prefer that. That's yeah. my drug of choice when it comes to those types of movies. Um, okay. Well, listen up. Before we end this interview, I want to tell you that I hope some people tell you on a weekly or monthly basis that your shirt game is incredible and that your fashion should be lauded. And I'm jealous of um, you.
2: Oh, my God stop I that's crazy because i I like look up to so many other people in my like friend groups that have like really good fashion um and so they're I'm rubbing
3: like, off on you you're killing it uh, thank you um, so so then with that in mind the final podcast question is I didn't prep you on it Jackson Rick like chicken what is the best whoopi Goldberg film oh my god
2: everyone is gonna truly hate me like i I, I think I'm gonna get canceled
3: Jackson, the, be honest. I, be I, open and honest. I
2: think I'm going to be canceled because I'm just you, stalling right now because I can't. <laughs> I can't think of a single movie that she's in besides I, would, n- n- besides Sister Act, right?
3: Which is the correct answer. I've, but I've never seen
2: it. I've never seen it. I've, I've, I don't think I've seen a Whoopi Goldberg movie.
3: Well, now you're canceled, babe. I told um, no, you. No, I listen. I actually, I, I would much rather you be honest and open than just say Sister Act. And, and because you know, you know what, you were probably anticipating me being like, "What's your favorite part?" Which I would not have done, but unfortunately, <laughs> you did tell me the truth. Um, so I think we know what the our homework is. I will watch Hereditary. You will watch Sister Act. Actually, you should watch the sequel, Sister Act Two, is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll compare notes and do mushrooms.
2: Okay, we should do mushrooms while watching Hereditary. And then, and then wait should we actually i would i
3: would i would do that um unless unless it, it like triggers my fl- my fight or flight that, would, that actually, would
2: not be a good idea so we should do it perfect
3: yeah. it's a date yeah um listen i think i think that your answer was actually one of my favorites i've had because you're gonna be able to have the gift of watching it Ooh, um, okay that's a good point jackson where can people follow you
2: people can follow me on instagram at jackson rickin and on Twitter, at Jackson Ricken And on TikTok, even though uh, I, I don't post anymore and it's a godforsaken app, also Jackson Rickon. Um Or you can follow me to my home and uh, come in and, yeah, do whatever.
3: And your address is?
2: is uh, it's 911. <laughs> Call 911 and I'll, I'll respond. <laughs>
3: <laughs> 9 one this is Jackson, do you want my yeah. address? Um, uh, thank you for coming on the a yes Podcast You are a amazingly talented, smart, handsome gay Jew I look up to you and I cannot wait to report back with our mushroom journeys
2: Thank you so much, this has been truly such a treat I've had the best time, thank you